Welcome back to the Kingdom Podcast Show. I'm your humble host, Roderick Smith, here in the Kingdom Podcast Studios. We're here today on assignment. Uh, I tell you, we're just coming off of a dynamic week of celebration for Juneteenth and also Father's Day, which was on Sunday. And so I pray and hope that both of those uh, celebrations was uh, a blessing to you. I pray and hope that your family is all doing well. And in last week's episode, we talked about the the importance and give you nuggets of a kingdom father. Well, we also established that in order to be a kingdom father, you must have a background as a biblical man. And so when you have a background of a biblical man, uh, you know the importance of that leadership. And so today's episode is dedicated toward kingdom leadership, which in my opinion is very, very important and that Uh, There's a lot of things that are happening in the world today because we don't have the type of leadership that we need uh, operating on a full scale uh, throughout our families, throughout our communities, and throughout this nation. And so not to be political or anything, but I do want you to know that in this day and time that we're living in, we must be mindful of um, the environment that we are creating, uh, the environment that we are allowing things to seemingly just happen because of our inabilities and our carelessness of leading well. And as a man, we don't want to be caught like that. As a kingdom father, we don't want to be caught as a biblical man, as a kingdom leader. That is not the standard that we want to create. But we want to be godly. We want to be holy. We want to be set apart from the world. We don't want to look like what the world is doing. Our decision making should be lining up with what God have called all of us to be and to do. And so in this episode, I have set aside uh, some scriptures. I have meditated. I have studied uh, to bring this lesson uh, and make it. Um, come home, uh, hit home, in other words, of your background and how your upbringing, um, taking specifically myself, how I was brought up and how uh, the people that were around me who helped shape and mold my life, how important they were to me and still is, even right now. Because sometimes... You know, uh, I was thinking when I was meditating about this, not everybody was blessed to have someone in their life as a young age who nurtured them, who made sure that they had all of the tools they, they needed to be successful in life in whatever way that looks. Okay. So, um, but having people in your life, no matter what cards you were dealt uh, and the importance of shaping and molding those young lives who uh, are not aware of what Satan is trying to do in the world. It's important that we have that established in our society and in our culture. And when we look around, you know, sometimes we don't see that. We don't see that. 
And see, that's what the Kingdom Podcast Show is all about, is creating that we're speaking, decreeing, and declaring these things so that they can be established uh, in our lives for our families and for our communities and church in this nation. Um, the Bible says for us, if you will decree and declare a thing, that it shall be established. And so we want uh, this to be established. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a king that most of you, like I said, may have never heard of, King Josiah. He was a, a king who was anointed to be king at age eight years old. And the reason for that, his dad was assassinated. His dad was put to death in his own palace, and his grandfather was a wicked king as well, King Manasseh. King Ammon was his dad. King Manasseh was his grandfather, and both of them uh, practiced and did a lot of things that did not please our God. And so God was wanting to give uh, Judah another chance to get it right. You know, we're so thankful for God that he looks out for us in that fashion that he, time after time, he gives us another chance. Uh, those of you that have had a second chance, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, in, in life, when you get that second chance, God is giving you a second chance. You want to do better. And so Israel, we know, was broken up of two different parts. There was a north and a south. Uh, the southern part of Israel, uh, uh, that was Judah, okay? That was the southern part. The northern part was Samaria. Uh, it was broken up after the reign of King Solomon. And um, Judah had practiced a lot of things. And let me tell you, these two nations did not get along together. Judah uh, and Samaria did not get along. Uh, matter of fact, they uh, constantly was at odds fight, fighting. And when you do a, an extensive research on it, at times they would come together when there was an opposition against them that was much greater than them. So, But they never really uh, united together. Okay, so that's a backdrop of the region that we're looking at. And so, again, here's a young king. Uh, his reign is discussed in Second Kings uh, 22 and 23 chapter. Uh, right off the bat, it tells you in Second Kings 22, Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. Can you imagine a boy, eight years old, becoming king? Still in elementary. That's pretty powerful and pretty interesting that God uh, would see him at that age. So why would God sought after someone at that age to be king? Because uh, that's kind of mind-blowing, but I understand it uh, because, you know, I've studied the, the, the text and, and understand it now that uh, the earlier that you can reach a life, even though they're not ready, hear me good, even though they're not ready, that's why it's important that we have men raising their boys, raising their young ladies in the fashion because we want, God wants the best of the best to lead 
you know, there are leaders and there are followers. I'm going to say that again. There are natural born leaders and there are natural born followers. What looks bad is a leader that is following. Now, there's nothing wrong with following because every leader needs to follow in behind somebody. But the point that I'm trying to make is that when you have been called and you're settling for less than what God have called you to be, there's a problem. There's a problem. When you have been called and you're settling for less, in other words, you're actually renting the building, <laughs> talking about the temple. You, you are the temple of God, and, and you're renting. We need to take ownership in what we do, the words we say, the actions we take, because those actions, those words that we say, they have power. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that use those well, God is looking for you. Okay? So why am I saying this? Because the Bible says that in this young man, there was great power. There was a great anointing. There was something to meet the eye of this young man because of his love that he had for God. And it's right here in the text. I'm going to read it to you. Second Kings 22 and two says this, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the way of David, his father. And he did not turn aside to the right or the left. Okay, he was in the bloodline of David. The Bible says, this is important to note, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all of the ways. In other words, everything that God had commanded, that David was an example, King David was an example of, Josiah did that. And because he did that, he was a man after God's own heart. And I want you to understand and know when you are raised in an atmosphere, and it's important that we also understand that this young boy was eight years old when he began his reign and that because he was so young, the advisors in his early years helped him along the way to get him to the point that when he became age 16, Four years later, his religious reform by ridding Judah of the idolatrous mess his grandfather, Manasseh, had created. So at an early age, he realized and recognized, hey, I've got to make it right. My grandpa didn't do it right. My daddy didn't do it right. But I've got to do it right because the Bible says in 2 Kings 22 and 2 that he did right in the eyes of the Lord. His dad, his granddad, did not do right in the eyes of the Lord. Matter of fact, his dad was assassinated because of his wickedness. I'm, you know, when you do wickedness with the devil, you know, the devil <laughs> will present people and cause them uh, to do wicked things as well. And you are in the crossfire of good and evil. 
So uh, it, almost anything can happen. Anything when you allow almost anything to go on, almost anything and everything will happen. So King Josiah called for a time of national repentance. During his reign, he calls for national repentance. My God, can we get a king? Can we get a president? Can we get somebody to call for a national day of repentance and mean it and be an example of it and do right in the eyes of the Lord and walk in all of the ways of those who were spiritual, who are powerful in the word of God, being taught in the word of God, following the word of God, being an example, a living example created by God, thought life that adheres to God. That's what we all need right now. And so it's important to note that King Josiah called for this national day of repentance. The law was read to the people, the Bible says, in the land, and the covenant was made between the people and the Lord. That is powerful. This young man, when he's come of age, of course, he started at age 16 doing the things being in accordance with the word of God. The Bible says, according to those who chronicalized his life, Josiah began seeking the Lord at age 16. Seeking the Lord at age 16. What were you doing at age 16? <laughs> Not many of us were seeking the Lord, okay, including myself. I was saved, but I was not seeking him like I should. And I said that because that's how important it is in our times because the times are changing. God's word doesn't change, but the times are changing. And the ways that we reach those young lives is very important. And to get a young man, a young man of this caliber to lead a nation, to call them to go into a national time of repentance, that's pretty powerful to me. I, I, I can honor that any day. The Bible says, Second uh, Kings uh, 23 and 3, the Bible says, And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood in covenant. It means that they stood in agreement with that word. And the Bible also says, and I'm paraphrasing uh, from the text in Second Kings 23, uh, 2 and through 23, that many reforms had followed because of that day when he read that covenant, when he rent his clothes, when he performed what God had called him to be as a king before the nation. 
many reforms. In other words, uh, the decrees that he made, he followed it up. He did what thus says the Lord. The temple was cleansed because of that from all the objects of pagan worship and idolatrous high places in the land that were demolished, cleansed of it. Those foolish things that his dad, that his grandfather had participated in, he cleansed it. He demolished it. Josiah restored the observance of the Passover. He removed all of the mediums, the Bible says, in 2 Kings 23 and 25, verse 25. He removed those. He removed the witches, which was in the land. Yeah, he was serious about having the heart that God had called him to have and to be. Before them, before him, there was no king like him, the Bible says. Are you hearing me? Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his might according to the law of Moses, nor did any like him rise after him. Wow. What a great resume this young man had. The wrath of God would later come upon Judah. All of these things that had happened in Manasseh's day was overturned because there was a young man by the name of Josiah at age eight, at age 16, he sought after the Lord. In his 18th year of his reign, he had the covenant read. The people were blessed. Josiah was a man after God's own heart. I'm going to give you three takeaways, and then we're going to get out of here from the life of Josiah. Much can be learned in a positive way from Josiah's life. Josiah showed the influence of a person can have at a very young age. Yeah. At a very young age, he had an influence. Even though life wasn't what it should have been for a young man with a father and a grandfather who was wicked, who practiced all of these, I can only imagine how the household was. But there was a remnant. There was a ram in the bush that God wanted to bring forth. He wanted to give Judah a chance to make it right. And that's exactly what happened. Even children can have enormous potential to live for God and to have great impact. That's important to note. Number two, Josiah lived a life fully committed and obedient to God. And was blessed for it, the Bible says. Because of his obedience, because of his commitment, which in our society, in our times that we're living in right now, many times we don't stay committed. We don't stay persistent as men 
as we should, to see the plan fully develop. If I'm talking to you right now, if there's someone that is going through a difficult time in your life, maybe you didn't have the background that you needed, but you're still here. You know, a lot of times we say, it doesn't matter how you start, it's how you finish. That's pretty much real. Because many times, a lot of us didn't, you know, didn't have the, the things that we should have had growing up. But you're still living. You're here. So whatever age that you are right now listening to this broadcast, you, didn't, you do not, after hearing this, you, you can't have any more excuses. <laughs> you can't have any more excuses. Because you've sat under the word. You've heard it. It's time to move forward. It's time to be committed, fully persuaded in what God has called all of us to, do, to be and to do. And because of it, just like Josiah, being committed and obedient, God blessed him for it. He will bless you as well. And number three, Josiah properly responded to God's word. See, you can hear God's word, but will you properly respond to God's word. That is the question. Knowing how to respond to God's word. By the time he became king, the scriptures, the Bible says, had been neglected, hadn't been observed like they should have. A lot of going through the motions, a lot of taking the things that was in the world and bringing it into the temple and allowing all of this witchcraft and, and sorcery and mediums and soothsayers and prostitutes, all of this was allowed. But when the word of God was read, he had to rent his heart. He had to repent. He had to replace. He had to replenish. Repent, replace, repentish, replentish, excuse me, of the things that his father had did. That generational curse, he was not willing to allow it to persist on. Somebody had to stand up and say, no more. Josiah was that king. Yeah, Josiah's heart was smitten by the failure of his people honored they failed to honor God's word his heart it hurt the passion that this young man had when the reading of that book of law was read and knowing I can't just hear this word but I've got to respond I've got to lead I'm the king God is counting on me. I'm just trying to think, you know, how uh, when he was in his chamber, how he thought and, and what was going through his mind. Can you imagine? You're leading a nation. Think about you leading your family. That is a nation. Your family is a small nation because there are many generations that are going to come from the generation that you are looking at. You are leading a nation. Take it serious, men. Listen to me good. Note this. Take it serious. The authority 
the uh, anointing that you have on your life right now. Josiah's heart was smitten by the failure of the people to honor God's word. What is your heart like right now? How do you feel about the current events that are happening all around us? And even more than than that, the 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 obstacles, the uh, situations and circumstances that your family face right now. Everybody have a situation that your family is facing right now as we speak. Maybe it be in your finances. Maybe it be in your your physical body. Maybe it be on something concerning work. Um, whatever it may be, everybody is depending on somebody. Who's depending on you? How are your words being spoken about that? What is the language of how to fix, how to put a plan together, a strategy to administer to those who are hurting? Josiah had the scriptures read to the people. That's why it's important that we have leadership that will uh, read and establish in order Thus what says the Lord. And when it was read, the people heard it and they committed to live by it and to live for it. That's leadership. Again, a nation is only strong as the leader that is before it leading. And no matter whether you think you are a leader or not, you are a leader. You are a leader. There's somebody depending on you, whether it's a dog, a cat, or whether it's your family. Somebody is depending on you, or something is depending on you. Your house is depending on you to mow the grass, to paint when needed, to fix things when they break down. Somebody's leaning on you, waiting for you to respond. Because your heart was responsive, the Bible says. You humbled yourself before the Lord. This is God talking to Josiah in 2 Kings 22, 19. Because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I had spoken. I also have heard you, declares the Lord. God heard him. God responded to his every need. Listen, take this word today. Go back and listen to it. There is a power in it to save us, to deliver us, to keep us in perfect peace. I pray and hope that you are blessed even the more by the hearing, the reading of this word and this lesson, this broadcast. Share it with someone that you love. God bless you.